Thomas? Michael! My, my buddy, my pal, my amigo, my compadre. <laughs> he is wired today. Yes, he is. I think I'm just going to do all the talking. I'm not going to let you talk at all. That's right. I'm going to hoard my time. You're not going to get in a word edgewise. I'm just going to keep going. So go ahead. Try. Try. Just try to get in a word. Go ahead. I'm out of breath. Sorry. I just want to ask you one little thing. When you're traveling sometimes, or even not even traveling, just going somewhere, have you ever left something behind that was valuable? <sighs> Keys. Right. Maybe a piece of luggage. You know, when I travel forever, I'm always thinking I forgot something. Are you right. the same way? I think most people yeah. are. Yeah. I mean, the only thing, I, one time I left an iPad on a train in Paris and uh, it was kind of stupid. Uh, it was a little bit of a briefcase and, you know, we you're trying to grab your luggage to get off the, for the, you know. So that's the, the only thing. Dumbest thing I ever forgot were my shoes. <laughs> no, I'm serious. <laughs> so we're driving to the airport, Karen and myself, and well, you had something on your feet, didn't you? Yeah, but there were my bedroom slippers. You're kidding? No, it was so embarrassing. So if we had gone back, I would have missed the flight, right? Right. So I had to keep my slippers on the entire time. <laughs> it was so, you know. Were those little bunny ones that yeah, you told me about? Yeah, it was really, <laughs> no, it wasn't that bad. But it still, you could tell I was wearing, you know, bedroom slippers walking through the Atlanta airport. You right. know, the good news is it's so busy, nobody notices anything. And they had shops you could buy a pair of shoes or sneakers, right? That's the thing. You know, we were flying out of Cleveland and we were connecting in Atlanta. Cleveland did not have any you know, shoe shops, but in Atlanta, they had shoe shops. And the bad news is it was like one of these real high end places right? where the shoes were like, I don't know, $500 a pair. And I'm <sighs> like, screw that. I'm going to wait till I get to my destination. And the destination was Charleston, South Carolina. Mm, those people so walk. when I got there, I went to one of those discount stores and got right. me some shoes. I'm go. not paying $500 just because I forgot my shoes. Right. Yep. Let me tell you this, my friend. There was a flight out of Saudi Arabia from the city of Jeddah on the way to Kuala Lumpur in Indonesia. And it turned around after about 20 minutes because one of the passengers told the flight attendants that they forgot something. You know what they forgot, Thomas? No clue. She forgot her child. Her child? She left her child in the terminal. Oh, my God. I guess they have that tough new Middle East carry-on regulations. Mom had to make a tough choice. Do I take my carry-on bag or my kid? Well, that extra absorbent iPad is more important <laughs> than your own kid, right? People are just too darn consumed with their devices. That's probably had something to do with it, you know, right? I've got my bags. I got my passport. I got my neck pillow. I feel like I forgot something. Johnny! Little Johnny! I immediately put this woman from now on. She's, no, she's on the no-fly list, pal. The no-fly list. Yeah, and over there, it's not Johnny, it's Jahani. Right. That baby gets a little older, they should give her a t-shirt that says, I'm with stupid. How about that? I like it. <laughs> Maybe she was wearing that hijab too tight, she couldn't see her kid, right? Yeah, I hate it when that happens. You just can't think straight. Right. Mine's on a little tight today. <laughs> can you tell? <laughs> I can tell. I'm so quick on my feet. <laughs> I just see those blue eyes coming at me. That's all yes. I see. Those beautiful yes. blue eyes. No, but you know, we can't be too smart over here about, you know, saying that they were better than them. How many times have you heard stories of women leave their baby on the car when they get ready to go in the car and go somewhere, right? You mean carriers on top of the yeah. car and they back out and keep That's on right, driving? That's right, pal. Poor kid. 
Man, that's what happened to you, right? <laughs> I fell off and hit my head. That's I know. That was my joke. Uh, it's bro. a joke. Work with me, would you? Oh, Come man. on. Tom and Mike. Tom and Mike. People sometimes can't hold their liquor. Do you agree? Can't hold their liquor. I would agree with that statement. Yes. Well, there's pass out drunk. There's fall down drunk. There's make an ass out of yourself drunk. And there's and, pee all over yourself drunk. <laughs> drunk. And then there's rage into a British pub with a running chainsaw, smash your ex's windshield, and threaten to blow up her home while your children are inside drunk. How about that, pal? So I'm guessing this guy's not going to be father of the year. No. You know what they call this in Ireland? They call it Tuesday. Tuesday. They drink over there, pal. You know what we call Tuesday? What? Day before Three's Day. You, <laughs> you know, in his defense, if he can get a chainsaw to run, he probably wasn't that drunk. You know, they're pretty tough to start, aren't they? You ever I didn't play know with they it? had legs. This guy. That was a joke. I know. This guy is a small private contractor, building contractor. So he's probably done a lot worse than his life, don't you think? I'm thinking that's not the smallest part of what this guy's all about. Oh, man. Did you get it? Yes, I did. I'm so funny today. I. <laughs> I can't help myself. This guy's wife was cheating on him or they were divorced or separated. He accused her of having a bunch of affairs while they were married. And he was a little bit intoxicated. Some guys out in the parking lot were getting on him. So he just fired up that chainsaw, ran in there and started doing all that stuff. And for all that, I think he got a sentence of about 10 years. Do I have that here? I don't know how many years it is, but. It was more than Paul Manafort. We know that, right? Yes. I got to believe. I mean, I know you and. You're a pretty even-tempered guy. Every time you get in a bad mood a little bit with me, you kind of like apologize an hour or so later, which is always really great. I'm guessing, though, deep down, you have a little anger secrets. Have you ever had And you anger? want to try to draw that out of me, no, right? You curious. want me to tell you some of my deepest, darkest secrets. No, did you ever have any anger issues in your life? As long as it stays just between the two of us, okay? Just the two of us. Okay. Yeah, I, I would say so. I've never done anything that hurt anybody physically, but I've come pretty close. Although, right. there was that one, you know, Will Poindexter story. You know, I told you Oh, you, you were that. a kid then. Not I was that, a kid. That, I was a kid. That doesn't count. Yeah, and he was a bully. And, and you hit him with a stick over the head with I, a two by four. <laughs> I did. Yeah. So you know about that. Right. That was down by the creek. That's what we called, you know, the fighting place in North Carolina. It wasn't the creek. It was the creek. I mean, you had the creek at three o'clock, right? Right. But wasn't there a story where some anger cost you some money? Oh, you're talking about in adulthood. Yes. You want me to talk about that? Yeah, really? real quick, real quick. Tell listeners just know that everybody. So I'm has. having a conversation with my lovely, my beautiful, my talented, my better oh, quit half. Talking, quit talking about me. Karen. Oh. Yes, my wife. Anyway, we're in the kitchen. You've seen those stoves that are glass top, right? Yep. Flat. Yep. So this is years ago. Very expensive. Yes, very expensive. There's a pot on the stove. The pot is full of something heavy. I think maybe water. It's not hot water. Well, no, I knew it's probably wine. No, I'm not <laughs> going to boil any wine. So we're having this conversation. She's on the other side of the glass top, and it's getting heated. And she's just provoking me, pushing back and, you know, getting in my face, and I'm getting more and more angry. And so in the middle of all this, I took the pot, 
and I slammed it down on the glass top, and I said, "Look!" And the whole oh. glass top shattered. What'd that cost you? Eighteen hundred dollars. There you go, buddy. You learned your lesson, didn't yeah, you? Yeah, I did. I did. So uh. I'm not real proud of that moment, but okay. Well, hey, in the whole life, you know, sometimes you have to pay for your sins. You know, and since not... we're at this. Uh, Confessional here today. No, no, I'm not. I tell don't Father any... Tom. No, you told me not to tell that story. Oh, the time that you spit in your girlfriend's face. Yes. Oh, well, that time. Well, yeah, that. We, yeah, we don't want to tell that. Well, story. now that you said that, I should. Well, least... she was a cheating on you. Yeah. She was a cheating on right. you. And, and and she said she'd never do it again three times. And three times I caught her. And the last time going inside an apartment with the, the, the new guy after I moved out of the apartment after only being there a week and got rid of all my stuff. And she did it again. And I knew I couldn't hit her, so I had to let her know. And she was like, what are you going to do to me? And that's when I did it, and I left. Anyway. You're such a nasty man. <laughs> yeah. Nasty man. You know how Trump told Hillary she was such a nasty woman. That's right. Lock her up, lock her up. Yeah. You're such a nasty Now, man. the other day. Nasty. <laughs> she took that DNA, and she's going to come back, you know, when you get rich and famous. Oh, boy. Yeah. <laughs> By then, it'll be known as the Me Three movement. Are you finished? No, <laughs> I want to go on and on and on. Tom and Mike. Tom and Mike. The other day, a guy's in a mall. He gets down on his knee and he proposes to his girlfriend in front of a large crowd, cheering crowd at this place. And it, because it was in public, a lot of people filmed it on their iPhones. And that was the problem because the couple were arrested and charged with outraging public decency and blamed degenerate Western civilization. I guess you can tell this didn't happen in Cleveland. It happened in Tehran, Iran. You know that word tyrannical? Yep. Yeah, tyrannical, Tehran. I feel so bad for these people because I just have the feeling they're not all about that. They're just normal like we are, and they're just so oppressed. Although we're not so normal anymore either. So. No, but I mean, these people aren't allowed to dance in public. You can't mingle with unrelated men or women together. So I'm guessing they don't have a big singles bar hangout, do they? That's right. Now, here's where this guy made the mistake, knowing this country. He should have said, will you marry me? And then death to America. That would have been okay. That would have been perfect. <laughs> Lesson learned. Unfortunately, she's probably going to lose a finger. And Yep. And he got on his knees, so he's going to lose that knee. Yep. Right? Yeah. Oh, these people, they're brilliant people, too. You know, they have the ability, even though we're trying to stop them, they can make the nuclear bomb. All of the good news, Thomas, they have to drop it from a camel. Did you know that? I did not. Yes, they do. And to be fair, if two Iranians got engaged in Alabama, I bet they'd be arrested, too, wouldn't they? They would be. Oh, they don't like foreigners down there, do they? No. Oh, baby. I'm going to say that you and Karen are not going to be flying to Iran anytime soon, are you? Definitely not. Off my bucket list. Oh, there's that bucket list. There goes my bucket list. Tom and Mike. Tom and Mike. There's something going on that's very interesting if you're into the scientific world and stuff. Japanese and Russian scientists got together and they've awakened cells from the woolly mammoth. Remember years ago, there was all that talk about bringing a woolly mammoth back to life and cloning it? Why? I don't know. It roamed 28,000 years ago. It looked like a giant hairy elephant with giant tusks. Well, anyway, this team of scientists inserted muscle cell nuclei. Wasn't that your name when you were down in Miami, your early name? Yeah, back when I was doing mornings. Muscle cell nuclei? Muscle cell nuclei, top of the morning to you. There you go, buddy. Well, they shot this nuclei from this well-preserved mammoth 
carcass into a mouse ova, which is, I think, the mouse ovary. That sounds kind of nasty. It does, really. <laughs> <laughs> sounds more like they developed a mammoth mouse, if you ask me. Yeah. I got news for you. The mammoth mouse already exists, and it's eating all the pizza in New York. Oh. But... Uh, <laughs> It reminds me of that great song, Wooly Bully. Remember that one, buddy? No, before my time. Who who did that song? You're, you're a radio Sam guy. the Sham and the and Pharaohs. And the Pharaohs. There you go. Yeah. But there's the irony. Global warming made this all possible because the thawing parts of Siberia allowed the science to study this animal because it was preserved. You know, this mammoth was preserved, and now they're bringing it back. I'd like to bring it back so I could ride it to work one day. Wouldn't that be great? That would be fun. Traffic jams. Boom, boom, boom. I love it. Yes. You know, they've had cloning in the South for decades. You know what they call that? Cousins. Cousins. <laughs> cousins. Hello. He's got a million of them. I'd clone something like the Tacosaurus. It'd be a giant taco with four legs on it. How about that? Yeah. There you go. And guess what? What? It'd create too much of a footprint for the environment, and we'd have to put her down. Oh, yes. Yes, we would. Tom and Mike. I know you're into science and you're into astronomy and stuff. Do you know the name of that lunar thing we've had up on Mars for all these years? Curiosity? There you go, buddy. Bing, bing, bing. Look at you. Wow. Yeah. Well, people forget about it, but it's been up there a while now. And every time they bring back new information, it's exciting. They're finding out, for example, that there's evidence of long-term groundwater, wet and warm conditions that are ripe for having microorganisms that could have been in life at one time. How about that? You know what that sounds like to me? What's that? As Thomas Dolby would say, science! And how do you like my white schmuck I'm donning today? <laughs> Although they've had no signs of ESPN, beer, or porn up there, meaning all men maybe aren't from Mars, are they? <laughs> but they do and have women the are from Venus. Uh. But they do have the building blocks of life. So apparently Mars has not only has oxygen and hydrogen, but it has HBO too, pal. HBO? <laughs> HBO. HBO. Uh, I think this is fascinating. Someday we're going to be able to live on Mars, allowing humans to be miserable on two planets at the same time. They've it, also found out, listen to this, Thomas, the South Pole is the more inhabitable place, but the North Pole, that's a barren, a wasteland. They say it's like Buffalo in the wintertime. No. Yes. They got to do something to make it life more exciting up there. Because, you know, unless they build a casino resort, that'll make it more exciting, don't you think? Because there's nothing like winning a big pot in zero gravity. You've told me that. Well, I just want to see Matt Damon growing potatoes. That's all I want to do when I go to Mars. I want to learn how to grow potatoes with my poop. <laughs> oh, man. Yeah, why are we doing this anyway? All right, no more. No I don't more. understand. I really don't understand the whole Mars thing. A lot of money, pal. A lot of money. Yeah. Who wants to go up there? Not me. Not me. Not me. Isn't there at least a few places left on planet Earth that are somewhat inhabitable? Uh, yeah, no. Let's go to Mars, which is completely uninhabitable by human life. What women are going to wear those spacesuits all the time? That's not fashionable, is it? No. Come on. I try to procreate through one of those. Yes. <laughs> oh. Tom and Mike. When we go to the doctor and stuff, we have all kinds of tests. We get blood tests, we get urine tests, and for years, you know, they've been the barometer for, you know, how finding out if we're healthy or not. But all of a sudden, 
Do you know that saliva tests are becoming like the thing? By testing people's saliva, Thomas, they can find out not only your age, your gender, your race, and other identifying factors. They can help what levels your testosterone, your estrogen, things like that. And they can even detect a person's current use of drugs, which could help employers from time to time. How about that, buddy? Did you know about saliva tests were that important or, you know, able to do things? No. That's amazing. You know, saliva tests might even be able one day to replace the prick for diabetes. Although that's no way to talk about your doctor, is it? No. And, you know, they've tested the saliva on different places in the country, in different regions. In Kentucky, they found that three quarters of the men and half of the women all saliva tested for tobacco juice. Tobacco juice? Ding. In New Jersey, the saliva was 40% garlic. Mm. Mississippi, ooh, 50% ooh. butter. Give me some of that soprano pasta. Mississippi, 50% butter. Ohio, I don't understand this, my friend. 28% algae. From the Great Lakes. There you go. Saliva. I love it. Saliva. It's what's for dinner. <laughs> <laughs> Who knew? Who knew? So if the point is, if somebody's coming at you with a cotton swab, Keep that mouth shut or you can get all kinds of trouble. Or just really piss off your girlfriend to the point where, you know. Now, come on. <laughs> if some woman cheated on you three times, made you move out of your apartment after you've gotten rid of all your stuff, moved in for her for a week, she did it to you, promised she'd never do it again. You saw her do it again through the window of his apartment and you caught him doing it. Wouldn't you go up and do something? This is why you need to be a good Christian boy because... Jesus taught us to turn what? The other cheek. There you go. And then spit on it. <laughs> Tom and Mike.